are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Seagull Network. I am so excited to be here once again for the Table for Two reboot. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman. I'm about all the food, all the time. I love food. I love shopping for it, cooking it, eating at restaurants, anything food related. I'm a kosher personal chef. I'm a cookbook author of two cookbooks. I do catering for Pesach. I do chop competitions. And wherever there is food, I will be sure to follow. I hope you'll tune in every week and hear about my cooking adventures, my kosher food traveling, and sharing your great food ideas and recipes each week. Fabulous guests. And I want to hear from you too. So, Email me at naomi at nachamsegal.com and you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. We've got it all. So uh, if you have anything that you've liked or shared or ate at or made or have a cooking question or a question about a guest, you know, you can always reach me on all our different uh, outlets. So we are very excited to be back here in the studio. It's going to be, well, the house studio. Since Corona, we've been recording the ZK and I. We, we get together in the living room, uh, extension of the Nachum Siegel Network in Woodmere. <laughs> the auxiliary studio, that's right. Um, and we record the shows uh, from Long Island. Um, and we're very excited to be able to continue with that uh, throughout these crazy Corona times, um, and we've got lots and lots and lots to talk about today. Um, we're going to be having hearing from cookbook, almost cookbook author. Uh, she's going to be a cookbook author in the next couple months. Uh, Rory Weisberg, also known as Full and Free on Instagram. Um, then we have uh, Donny Schwartz from LA, going to be talking about Passover listings. Um, Michelle Sacker from Miami, Florida, Miami food editor, and the one and only all the way from London, flew in special. Well, okay, not special, but he was he's visiting, and I thought while he's he's visiting family, we have to have Saul Taylor from DS Tayman Whiskey, who's made the biggest hit on the kosher market with his incredible whiskey. So I cannot wait to talk and drink uh, with him to this afternoon. I'm gonna try to stay sober between now and the end of the show. Um, but we have some really great products to try. And we have our new segment, um, which is going to – actually, we're going to do that right now. We're going to um, – actually, right now we're going to introduce Rory and then we're going to cut to our brand-new segment, um, What's Cooking, which is going to be – which is sponsored by uh, Heaven and Earth Foods. Okay, so let's get Rory on the phone. Um, hold on. Let's see. Is it working? Hi, Naomi. I hear you. Oh, hi. Hi. Hello. How are you? Welcome, Rory. It's so nice to have you back uh, on the show. It's been a while. It has. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for having me, Naomi. My pleasure. I just was so excited since you announced the um, signing with Art Squad of your new cookbook to have you on the show. And because I haven't had a new show in so long, I'm like, the minute I'm back on the air, the first couple of shows, I must have Rory on. Um, Thank you. That's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Rory, this is so exciting. I know how you feel right now. (laughs) <laughs> tell everyone right. where you're up to tell them tell, I'm like Rory come to the show she's like no I've got to turn in my manuscript I'm like I totally know what Rory means uh, so tell them where we're up to with a book well I'm in transition and labor at the moment <laughs> that's what I say it's like <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to speak during the contraction I'm, I'm seriously like it's crunch time it is crunch time and I will tell you Naomi I've done a lot of different projects in my life in general, I've always been an entrepreneur. I've done lots of different things and I, I love working and I love creating and I've, you know, produced products and courses and nothing has been harder than this book. That I mean, is it's correct. A, it's a labor of love. I, I love it. It's just a lot of work that's not my talent, you know, area. Like, I love creating recipes. I love playing in my kitchen. Like you give me a recipe, I'll, I'll redo it 35 times till I get it right. And I'll enjoy that. But you right. tell me to sit at a computer for hours and hours. Ah, I just want to People don't realize that. it. People don't know oh. the time, the cost that is involved oh. in, in producing a book. Um, what is the name of the cookbook? <laughs> Let's tell everyone the name of the book. Do we have a name? 
Full, yeah, full and free. We okay. Decided, no. Like, why reinvent the wheel? Exactly. Yeah, full and free is either going to say the cookbook. That part we haven't finalized for sure, but we're right. definitely sticking with the name. I love um, it. I'm so excited about it. It's a very, very unique book. Tell us um, more. Tell us more. Yeah. So, you know, for those of you who don't know, you know, who I am and my a brief teeny weeny like version of the story is um, I grew up standard American cooking. Um, to me, healthy men, diet Coke, I really knew nothing, which is, I think what makes me, um, very, um, what's the word, um, relatable to people because, you know, I didn't grow up understanding about health. So when I meet people and they're like, huh, or this is hard, I'm like, uh-huh. Like, I so get it. I'm not coming from a hilltop. I didn't change my lifestyle because I thought it was like, you know, better or like, you know, more, you know, it, it wasn't like an ego driven thing. It was really just out of necessity. I, um, as I had one baby after the other, I started developing digestive issues. And after my fourth was born, I actually started having joint pain. I felt extremely fatigued all the time. Like just something was not right. My body was screaming. I'm not happy. And I went to different medical doctors and thank God, like nothing serious. And they just kept telling me, you know, you know, like you could try take this medicine for, you know, this ache or this pain or whatever. And I just felt like I was taking medicines that weren't really helping and just giving me side effects. And the idea of taking medications at 32 years old, when nothing was like really wrong. I'm like, this is not for me. Yeah. So I started researching and um, I, you know, I was. I started going on Dr. Google and I kept like putting in <laughs> symptoms and like, you know, five, and I kept seeing this concept of autoimmune protocol or elimination diet and how different foods cause inflammation in the body. And I was very intrigued, but very scared. Anyway, long story short, I ended up going to a couple different doctors and eventually found what's called a functional medical doctor who introduced me to the idea that different foods give our bodies different instructions and that health habits, the way we take care of our body, not just with food, but also with sleep and exercise and stress management really has a tremendous impact on what's happening inside of our bodies. And then in turn, the way we feel. And it was really intriguing to me and it really made sense. And so I decided to do a two month trial where I was going to totally change my diet, my sleep patterns, my drinking patterns, my exercise habits, et cetera and uh see what happens and after three weeks i felt like a different human being wow Uh, my symptoms were completely reversing like so quickly and i never felt so good and i was just blown away and so i decided um that i wanted to learn more i went to school i got certified in integrative nutrition and i started you know i started coaching people and I, the, the, the main thing people needed once they understood what they needed to do and had the motivation to do it was I need recipes. I'm not a chef. I never was a chef. I actually wasn't even such a great cook when I started cooking. When I, I don't got believe married. that. Like, <laughs> no, I, really, I didn't know. I didn't know how to boil an egg. I was the girl who put duck sauce on everything. Cause how else do you make chicken? Like, right. like really, I really did not know how to cook. My mother never let me in the kitchen other than to bake challah. I was the family challah baker. Okay. I used I made challah for my grandparents, like I, you know, but I didn't know how to cook. So I relied on like, I remember when I, I remember thinking like, one second, if I'm not eating canola oil, what do I do about salad dressing? Right. And people are like, you make salad dressing. I'm like, you can make salad dressing. Like I, you bought salad dressing. I didn't know there was such a thing. You know, I'm really serious, Naomi. I can't. Anyway, it's so funny. Rory, you've come a long way, my friend. Yes. Yes. Like going back to Lower East Side in those days when yeah. we lived there together, I was like, you know, buying Thousand Island salad dressing. Rory was... Rory was my daughter, Simi, who's now 27, has her own two kids. She was her first grade teacher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Anyway, so I started, um, I started developing recipes for myself, but I actually very much like simple food. I don't really need a lot of variety, believe it or not, but my clients did. And so I started creating, I mean, I needed certain things. Like once I had my muffins developed, I was pretty like happy, like, okay, salad, protein, sweet potatoes, like give me a muffin. I'm good to go. But um, my people wanted more. And so I started playing in my kitchen and I just it just became a passion and it became like a like a challenge and a thrill. And I also started seeing that, you know, I was developing recipes that were good enough that my family was happy to eat them. And I didn't have to make like doubles. I didn't have to make their chicken and my chicken, their side dish and my side dish. And it evolved. Um, my mixes evolved from there where clients wanted me. Everyone needs to wash and bench. That's a whole other story. But how I started making um, challah recipes using better, you know, like, um, you know, for 
different allergies and sensitivities, gluten-free, low-carb. I have a spelt recipe, but people didn't want to make them because you had to blend all these ingredients and, you know, mix the dry ingredients for a certain amount of time before you added the wet. So, there were like a lot of... Right. So I created I created these mixes. And they are and fantastic. Then, they are fantastic. And people love them. The, the gluten-free uh, community really appreciates awesome. what you've done. Thank you. No, it's, it's a real gift. And I feel like of, of everything I've done, it's truly the biggest looks for me because there are thousands of people out there that are washing and benching on my neck. Like, do you know what a cook that is? It's it's a huge, it's just, it's huge. And these people couldn't eat bread before because they were so sick from regular wheat. It's It's amazing. It's amazing. It's such a cook. You don't know, I get letters and stories. Oh my God, Rory. You know how, do you know how many people send me the art scroll book on benching? You don't know how many I have. If anybody wants, let me know. I have like a bunch because <laughs> so many people sent me the book. And now you're an art scroll. You're an art scroll author now yourself. I know, and they and they're like, Rory, I I'm able to bench because of your mixes. Like it's such a plus. It's oh, such a joy. Well. And Baruch now, Hashem. and now we've written a book. And now we're writing the book because people want more. And it's just such, it's such a, so amazing because I think that be, through writing for Mishpacha and working for kosher.com and showing people that healthy food can be delicious, it's really enabling people who need to eat healthier because they either have digestive issues or metabolic issues or they're diabetic or they have inflammatory issues. They can now really expand their palate and have options. But then there are all the people who don't really have a real issue like who aren't suffering but they know they should be eating better or they want to eat healthier they just don't know how so that was the goal of the book the goal of the book is to really show people how to make healthy happen and i've really broken down the book with so so many tools there's there's a list of groceries you'll need and like shopping tips and menu planning tips and how to create a meal for what i call the full effect to actually feel satisfied there are so many tips all over the book and just like what to pair with what and uh, there's a lot of basics and a lot of simple and there's some you know fancier and nicer and it's I mean I, I hope people will enjoy it and use it and appreciate it and I, I put my heart and soul into it and uh you know it's it's, it's a gift that I'm that I was given to me and I just want to give it back and oh. share it with everyone well we are so excited to Thank see you. your recipes to Eat your healthy, delicious food. We eat your mixes. We love you as a person on Instagram, educating us all. And we love you as a friend in real life. Um, Thank you, Naomi. I've watched your whole business grow. It's amazing. It's just such a beautiful thing. Um, Let's talk about photography because I think that's so important in this day and age. Yeah. Before we wrap up. Yeah. So I... The minute I signed my, before I signed the contract, but the minute I, the idea of writing a book came in my mind, I said, I'm doing it with Sarah, Sarah Goldstein. um, I actually met her when uh, years ago I had hired a company, um, Optimal Targeting to help me with some social media stuff. I worked with them for a short time. Sarah was um, connected with me. I'm actually working with them again now, but I'm not with Sarah's no longer there. And she was like my, uh, like managed my you know, situation over there. And uh, she was just like starting out in photography. And when, when she moved out of that, you know, career and she focused primarily on photography, I was hiring her to do social media. And if you, you look at how Sarah has evolved. It's incredible. She's amazing. I, I love her. I love her work. What's her like, Instagram again? What's her Instagram? Tomatoes, tomatoes. Yeah, tomatoes, tomatoes. And wait, her husband's adorable. British and she's American or something. Yeah, yeah. And, and she's just like the loveliest, loveliest person. She's yeah. so sweet and so soft. And working with her, besides her being a pleasure to work with, because she's just such a gentle, soft person, she's so um, caring and devoted. And she has such a great eye. I mean, her photography is amazing. And she just, she really nailed it. Yeah. What was so special about working with her? Well, there were two main things. Number one is that she herself is a real chef. She's an actual chef. And she really helped me talk things out like, Sarah, should I do this? Should I do that? I didn't Not, know I, I didn't mean, know she went to cooking school. She went to culinary school. That's actually where her and her husband met, which is so cute. So cute. I actually did uh, not know that. I have to talk yes, to them. We're going to bring yes, them she, in. Yes, you should. She's young. She's just darling. And she would really like – we would talk about like – you know, just she helped me process so so many things because I had someone else to bounce things off of right. who understood the, you know, the, right. the, you know, cooking. And then the other thing that was so unique and so amazing, and you'll be blown away because you've written books. You know how, like, most people, they 
do like two, three, four weeks, whatever it is, of just constant photo shooting and they're cooking and they bring people in and cooking. And yeah, shooting yeah, and cooking. that was my life. I knew I would never survive it. I knew I couldn't do it. And also Sarah's in Lakewood and I'm here and I was like, how am I, I'm going to move to Lakewood? Like this is not possible. So we did, I would say 80, 80% of the book virtually. I only went in for like six or seven shoots. Wow. Everything else, we did it over a period of 10 months. We divided it up. We did about six. Good for you. Six pictures a week. I totally appreciate that. And we did it slowly and we did it virtually. So I would send her a recipe. Sometimes if it was a little more complicated, I would make it at home, make her a video. Then she would make it because she's also a chef on her on her own. Yeah, and she yeah. Style, she's everything. And then she would make it and she would send me a picture on WhatsApp. And I would say, okay, move this here. I think it needs a little more of this. And we literally did it together. And then she'd send me the final picture. It was just an amazing journey that I think, you know, another unique way of doing something different, but it really made it doable. And I think it just that's was such a pleasure. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. She's <laughs> very, I know she's very talented. You're very talented. Arts Girls, a fabulous publishing house. To work with them is also like, I felt when oh, I did my book, was, I was very honored to be able to work with them. Yes, they're um, wonderful. It's been an amazing experience. I, everything about this book I have loved except for the writing part. Uh-huh. I, I, I hear okay. it. We're I hear it. it. But the, 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 the team at Arscro is amazing at art, uh, amazing. at uh, uh, editing. I don't know who you're – I had Mrs. Eisner. Mrs. Eisner. She's she's brilliant. She's, she's brilliant. Yeah. She remembers everything. Yeah. Just yesterday she sent me a, an email asking me about a chart for the mix, and I'm like, I can't – we talked about that? Like in the like, – you remember that? Like I never even sent it to her. She's like, were you going to end up doing that? I'm like, how do you remember everything? She's amazing. So a big shout-out so to Mrs. Nice. Felice Eisner. Yeah. Uh, we love She's we nice. love you. <laughs> um, the whole Arts Girl team, Rabbi Gadawi Zalowitz and Devorah Cohen, who does layout. Is she do- yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my book too. Yeah, She's okay. Yeah, all the- been, it's just been wonderful. Just sitting Fantastic. on my couch and writing, I don't like. But yeah. it's all good. I'll get it done. <laughs> Fantastic. And we can't wait to see the cover, which is a really big deal in the cookbook world. So yes, yeah, we can't yeah, we're working on it. We, we have a whole idea and uh, my grip. So I actually work with Devora Jervell. She does all my branding for my bags and everything. So I hired her for just like the overall look and to give the inspiration and like, Fantastic. and then she worked with Devora. So it's really like, you know, so we really honed in on like making it, you know, branded with everything else. So she still hasn't presented me with the final cover. <laughs> I bother her every day. Uh, no, but I know I'm, it's I'm hard. E- I am patiently, not Waiting. so patiently. I'm eagerly awaiting. Eagerly yes, waiting. Yes. Fantastic. Well, we're so. eagerly awaiting your book, Rory. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank and I can't wait. You time. and the Goldsteins will come over and do a show with us here. Totally. We'd oh, love to. All right. Thank you. Great. All right. Can't wait. Thank you. <laughs> totally. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Thanks, Whoever has written a cookbook knows what it, the procedure. It is literally like having a baby. Writing a book is like a pregnancy. And as you... Uh, go further into the pregnancy, like meaning you have to turn in the manuscript and all that. You feel like labor starts. And when you hold the book in your arms, it's like holding your baby. I feel like I have six kids. I have four children and two cookbooks. It's really like a big undertaking to write a book. Um, so that's why we cookbook authors don't like when you screenshot our recipes and put it all over social media because it's years and years of our work and, and the upwards of tens of thousands of dollars to write a book so please don't screenshot recipes and send them around um that's a little pda public no psa public service announcement yeah public service announcement um yeah there you go um okay um great to hear from rory we're just going to move along to our next segment which is going to be our what's cooking um this is spot this segment is sponsored by heaven and earth a great way to start off the new year in january by eating healthy and now we have winter break coming up I thought I would focus on the Heaven and Earth brand of the quinoa bowls. I'm actually going to open one up. So, you know, you go to a Disney or a theme park or a mall for the day or a park for the day or anywhere where you may find yourself. These actually pack very nicely. Um, I put them in a shoebox under the plane. Um, They don't need to be refrigerated. Whoops. And we open them up. Comes with, look, I'm showing everyone. Comes with a fork and a knife. I'm opening it up, taking out the outer wrapping. For those who, it's a spork, ZK? A spork. Okay, if I can. There you go. I'm opening it up. If you are watching on our YouTube channel, you can see me open it up, opening up the, the spork. You open up the quinoa. It's hermetically sealed, so it stays fresh and yummy off the shelf. And here, this flavor is um, tomato, mango, hearts of palm with a piquillo. 
pepper sauce. There you go. And I pour the sauce. I have Saul here in the studio. Are you going to join me in eating some of this? Looks great. Maybe we'll do a little whiskey um, pairing with... Uh, with sure, or pair beautifully. Um, sure, everything pairs beautifully. You have to bring your DS Tamen on the trip. Yeah, right, but you can't <laughs> put that... You have to put that under the plane if you are... Um, if you're bringing this on the plane, just make sure you put your whiskey underneath the plane. Um, and because it's less, the liquid is less than three ounces, um, three ounces CK knows, um, you can actually get it through the security. And you kind of just mix it. And then now you have a delicious, healthy, ready-to-go meal to eat at your winter break travel. So ZK, wherever you go this winter, whether you're local or traveling around, the heaven and earth uh, quinoa bowl is like the super way to go. Um, I don't know what bracha to make on this. Hadzama, <laughs> shehakol, I'm not sure. Yeah, right? We have to call... Uh, okay, we'll make shehakol because... Be safe. Yeah, right. That hakol, <laughs> it's everything. Amen. Mm. This is good. This is Can I just say it's always nice when something's better than what you thought it was gonna be. Oh wow, it's a bit spicy. I'm not gonna double dip, but if you want to try some. I didn't mix it so well at the bottom, but it's actually surprisingly good. But you have to like a little bit of spice. Um, so thank you, Heaven and Earth, for such delicious, healthy products. Take mm. away on winter break, right? It's good, right? You're right. It's delicious. I'm surprised. I, I go to. A I lot mean, of... I knew I knew it was going to be. I'm, I'm not <laughs> surprised. I just I'm, I, this was exceedingly special. I go to a lot of places in the middle of nowhere, and this will be perfect for one of those trips. There's no kosher place. You'll, you'll have those. Yeah. Um, the Americans won't know the difference between our accents, but we'll talk about that in a little <laughs> bit. And we'll hear why Saul goes to so many places around the around the world. Around the world. Okay. Um, fantastic. So that was really – you know what? I, I love when like, – I've tried these before. I've taken them to parks, but I've had a different flavor. This is a different flavor than I've had before, and I really like I really like that one. This one here is zucchini and onion bruschetta. That also sounds good. Ooh. Bruschetta is probably – I think you have pronounced. And this is a tomato bruschetta. With quinoa. So, actually, these are all, like, really good flavors. I've had different ones before. All good. But this one, I really, wow. This is delicious. Like that one. All right. Um, let's get on the phone. Michelle Sacker. Michelle is in Michelle is in Florida. Um, and she's the Miami food yenta. Um, she's a sweetheart friend of mine. I actually came up with the name uh, Miami food yenta for her. Here we go. We're going to – let's hope she can still talk to us. Okay. She's busy at home with her kids today. Hi. Oh, Michelle, is this the Yenta herself? Hello, hello. Hello, my friend. How are you doing? Thank God. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good, good. I was just telling the listeners that you and I are friends in the real world, and I actually came out with I came up with the name Miami Food Yenta. You did. I, you did. While we were having brunch one day, you were uh, asking me what was going on on the kosher food scene and I just started rattling everything off and you were like, oh, it's like you're the Miami food yenta. And we were like, ah, aha. That's the name. That's the name. She knows everything about all the food in Miami. So Southern yeah. Florida, right? Maybe even. Uh, I, yeah, South Florida. I mean, so Orlando's shifting a lot, but um, it's basically the same, not so much going on there. But yeah, I definitely am the girl to know. Okay. So, Michelle, Tell us a little bit, you know, I, I follow you on Instagram. If you don't follow Michelle, make sure you're already following her. She's also been on Table for Two a number of times, and we actually did a, a show in Florida from in Beth Boca. Israel? No, right. Oh, uh, yeah, we did Boca. With Boca. But, um, yes. Um, from um, – um, From Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Sorry, Drew. Mm -hmm. Senior moment there. And um, now you're back on the show because so many restaurants have just opened up in Florida with the influx oh my gosh. of and we the northern four, Jews. We, yeah, we, we have four more opening, actually. Four more. Um, four more right after Yeshiva Week. Um, you know, unfortunately, it's been a little difficult for the restaurants to have staff. You know, people are, are out calling sick. out sick and whatever. Yeah. So it's, it's, there are going to be places that are going to open after Yeshiva Week. But believe me, you come down for Yeshiva Week, you will not be disappointed. But please, I encourage everybody, reservations, reservations, reservations. Okay. Uh, if one has trouble getting through to the restaurants, how does one handle that? Because sometimes they don't answer, they're getting back, it causes frustration. 
Do you have a right. secret so tip? Most, <clears throat> most restaurants actually will um, go through their emails. They will go through their instant messages. Um, you can always reach out to me. I may be able to help. I may not be able to help. Um, and then there are also people who, before they cancel a reservation, it's like a, a swap. Like, oh, I can't make it to dinner tonight, but I have a table for, you know, whatever. And people call me all the time. And so sometimes I have some reservations that people don't know about. Oh, okay. There you mm-hmm. go. That's that's very smart. Um, also, be very flexible on the time you're willing to eat. If you're willing to eat very early or very late. So I found that when I went to Florida a couple of years ago for to Miami, we would eat dinner at five o'clock. And my husband was totally happy with that. Well, like the old people, we're very happy to eat dinner at 4 uh, or 4.30 or 5. First one's well, in the door. I personally like going out to eat at 5.30 because then I'm home. You know, my kids are just being tucked into bed. You know, my husband doesn't feel like I've abandoned him for the whole evening. <laughs> coming home at midnight. I can get up the next morning and function. And the restaurants are not crowded at that time. They right. really are not. Um You know, the other thing people should take advantage of if you're coming down is a lot of these takeout places have catering and they'll heat the food for you. And, you know, you take it back to your hotel and and you're good to go. Eat poolside. Right. Oh, that's I love that. Here we are in December in New York. Sorry, January. I know it's January. Never know what day of the week it is. So I forgot what year it was. (laughs) We're here in January and we are looking at um, cold weather to hear someone can eat poolside somewhere it's just like heaven um so tell us about the new restaurants that have opened up okay so the biggest and the baddest and the best is asiatico asiatico is the game changer completely changed completely changed the kosher scene really oh my god absolutely Uh, now i'm like i'm like ready to pull up my phone and pull out my delta app well come on let's go (laughs) i know michelle i seriously Um, looked Okay, good. So you'll let me know when you're coming down. Um, They've basically created a non-kosher restaurant. The vibe, I mean, the decor, everything. You walk past it and you're like, that's not a kosher establishment, but it is. And it's fantastic. What's so different? Yeah, tell me about the food. Okay, so the food the food is fantastic. It's a Japanese, so you have all the sashimis, the nigris, the um, the fish. Heavy, it's a heavy fish menu. That's but then perfect. You, I'm a big fish girl. Oh yeah, it's really impressive. And then you have the meat menu where you have like now they're going to be adding a black Angus steak. Uh, you have a ribeye. The lamb chops are exceptional, really exceptional, and they have. A whole bunch of vegetarian dishes that are phenomenal. The corn riblets, I'm sure people are talking about. The Japanese eggplant, the hot pot rice. I mean, just really, really good. It's a small plate. So um, just be prepared because I know um, sometimes people go to restaurants and they expect these super, super large entrees. Especially New Yorkers, right? They want a big sandwich. Yes. I mean, listen, you're going to get the lamb chops. You're going to get three or four lamb chops. You're not going to be disappointed. You're going to get the ribeye. It's not going to be small. But everything else is more of like a small plate type. But I actually appreciate that because I want to try everything. Oh, I agree. I've I've literally gone through the menu with the whole foodie crew. Yeah, I saw. I was a little FOMO. Hello. If If you go to my highlights, you see we've gone through almost the entire drink menu. We've definitely done the – no, there are like three items on the food menu we have not had yet just because they were already sold out. Oh, my gosh. Um, I, I'm, Saul Taylor's joining us here. He's uh, from DS Tayman, and he's going there next week. I was there last week, actually. Oh, last week. Yeah. Oh, you were? Oh, so what did you enjoy? First of all, thank you very much because your recommendations really guided my trip. Um, oh, <laughs> so it's a real, real pleasure to, to actually talk to you and uh, in, in person. Um no, I was there, and uh, what was great about that restaurant is it's a show. So yeah. you, you order a burger, and it comes under a, a, some dome, and you pick it up, and, 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 and smoke comes oh. out. Yeah. And there's a dish where I, you cook um, you cook the food in front of you yourself. Um, yeah, it comes with the hot stone, the beef on the hot stone. I've, I've, I've actually done that, the hot stone, yeah. And, and, and the other um, thing. They the, blow torch everything. It is amazing. It's the whole, it's a hot, you know, usually when you go to a kosher restaurant, it's about the food and the food is amazing, but it's also a good night out and a nice, uh, a nice exactly. performance. Oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah. yeah. 
a lot of the drinks too. You have you have smoke bubbles. You have this. You have that. Things are being set on fire. It's it is. You're putting on your heels for this place. And the other the other thing that I like uh, that you can't get in 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 a kosher restaurant in London is uh, Toro, which oh, is the uh, yes. belly the belly of the fish. I saw that on the menu, and before I ordered anything, I said to the waiter, "Please, can you bring some Toro?" I and, I had uh, Toro in Japan. It oh. was amazing. Amazing. Um, it's very fatty. Yeah. But you either love it or you hate it. And it's yeah, amazing. Yeah, but that, I mean, that's a great part of it. That Did was, they torch it for you? Delicious. No, I just mm-hmm. had it on, um, it was just normal. Straight, straight, yeah, straight sashimi. And I, uh, and I had a sashimi and had a nigiri. Uh, but I warn you, it is, <laughs> it is expensive. Toro is, <laughs> it's, a, it's a real oh. treat. It's a, it's a Absolutely. delicacy. But oh I mean, my listen, God. you're you're going you're going there for your 20th anniversary. You're not going there because it's Tuesday and you want to take the kids out to dinner. Oh, I'm going there because I'm seeing my, my friend Michelle Saka. Oh yeah, yeah. You and Diana, you covered. Don't and worry. Trilly. <laughs> and Debbie and Rachel. And and Debbie and Rachel. Yeah, the whole chevra, the whole gang. Okay. Oh, yeah. The the other place, by the way, that uh, that looks non-kosher just because of the amount of um, non-Jewish people there is Zach the Baker. Oh. It's unbelievable. Amazing. Have you been to Miami before? Uh, not for a long time. I went to a, a, a conference there, so I didn't really get to explore. This was a different trip. Uh, but Zach the Baker, I couldn't believe it. It yeah. was absolutely oh, no. Zach, packed. Yeah, Zach the Baker is fantastic. It happens to be in Wynwood, which is where all the murals are and stuff. And for those of you who don't know, I'm just going to tell you, right down the street from Zach the Baker on 26th Street also is Ben B. Coco. Is I only you? remember. No, it's well, you remember meeting Ben. Um, he brought his special chocolates, they're they're roasted, a special. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yes, he used to have a warehouse, but now he has a storefront, and you can go there and you can actually see how he makes a chocolate, and you can do a tasting, and he'll take you through the entire process of making the chocolate, and you get to make your own chocolate while you're there. CK, I think we need a road trip to Miami to do the restaurants. Oh. Right? Yeah, I think so. I, I think I think we could do that, right? CK? I, I think that's a great idea. I think, you know, <clears throat> there are a lot of these little-known places. I mean, everybody knows about Fuego. Everybody knows about Harbor Grill. And they're all outstanding. Mm. Yeah. I, I went to one uh, called really? Ms., Ms. Dixie as well. Yes. Isn't Fantastic. it great? I've never been uh, there. You, you're, you, you go up to it and, you know, it's a small place. You think what it's going to be like. The food is delicious. Loved it. The food is outstanding. They make this vegan shawarma. They what they really? do to this cabbage oh. is incredible. Oh, it's amazing. I had, oh, the, I had the blackened cabbage and I had the um, yes. the corn riblets. Um, yeah, it's it's vegan restaurant. No, no, it's no, a, it's a, it's a, a fleshy restaurant. Burgers and, and schnitzel and because they have it, they have place. a Dixie in um nope, in different. Brooklyn. No, no. So we have Dixie and we have Miss Dixie. This is Miss Dixie. Uh-huh. And also, they have um, a DJ twice a week. So Thursday night, that is a place to be seen. If you're like cool and you're looking for the party, it's Miss Dixie. They literally take over the entire parking lot and it's like a Tel Aviv nightclub. Okay, I'm, I'm down. I'm coming. I really want to come. <laughs> Guys, this all sounds so amazing. I love it. I, love I, I it. do miss uh, House of Dog. House of oh, Dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. That's a shame. Hot dogs oh, listen, and beer. There, there, oh. there may be something going into where House of Dog was. Oh, mm-hmm. can you share it here? No, I oh. can't. But we do have four new places opening in Surfside after you. Okay, well, can you tell us? Um, they We're going to have a shawarma place. Okay. That's uh, always There's going to be a chicken place. Okay. And, okay, I don't know. Did you hear about Nama? the new sushi place that does the omasaki in Boca. Oh, no. Okay. Literally, like, exceptional, exceptional, exceptional. They're opening a location in Surfside. Oh, fantastic. Anything? And uh, Fiacos. Oh, Fiacos Pizza. I actually knew about yeah. Fiacos Pizza. They are one of yeah. my favorite pizzas. I remember yeah, that no, from the Catskills. I'm really excited for that. Fantastic. Really excited then for Fan- them to open. Yeah. Okay, and what's there's a lot going on in Boca. We've got Roadhouse, we've got Oak and Ember. I've had some fabulous meals there. Um, that, well, Boca has this amazing new ice cream place. It's called Lily's Handmade Ice Cream. Ooh. Um, and they, it's like, how do you compare it to the Max and Mara in New York? I guess is the best thing to compare it to. Okay. 
where they take all kinds of things and they add it in and they make it fresh. And it's, it's actually fashioned after a 1950s diner. So you go in there. It's the coolest fun vibe. Okay. I would, I, I, that I'm down for that. Oh, and Fort Lauderdale has a new place. It's called the Shook. It's an organic market where they now sell Shabbat food and stuff. And so it's great. It's right off the beach, right off Las Olas. And so now it's opened up this whole new world of hotels that you can stay in outside of the typical kosher areas because now they have food. They have food. Okay, fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's really great to touch base with you because you really know you everything too. that's going on and bringing my followers to hear you. Um, if they're not on Instagram, you might want to open up an Instagram just to get Michelle's information for Florida. Um, and she, uh, Do you do WhatsApp groups or Facebook groups? I also have, yeah, I have a Facebook group and I also have a WhatsApp group. The WhatsApp group is more dedicated to deals and discounts. So, for example, a new acai place just opened in Aventura and right now I have a code for 10% off you know you can go in and present it so yeah you got a lot going on there i love it yeah thank god thank god we just need you to come down and eat I we know. Miss you, Naomi. I know. I know. Can you believe it's been a while? I haven't I been know. there since it August. Has. I know. I just, you know, my parents are coming now for a month, and I'm going. I happen to be going to Orlando twice in the next few weeks. So, <laughs> oh, um, fun! Yeah, I'm. I have. I'm doing a cooking demo in Orlando, um, and then I'm coming back two weeks later, a week later for winter break, which is actually next week. <laughs> um, right. And then, um, yeah, we're, we're kind of skipping Miami. We're going to go to Puerto Rico, for, but we're scared to leave the country. So, you know, oh. we don't want to get COVID positive COVID before my daughter has to go back to school. So oh, yeah. and we're just, you know, playing it safe and touring the United States as I've done 45 states. So I know you're almost done. Almost done. Almost done. Yeah. Fe- February, we'll uh, do the next three, uh, Oklahoma, Arkansas and Kansas. So, oh, by the way, I watched when you went out to Kansas with the, you know the destruction, and that was just so amazing what the, you guys did out there. The where for the tour were the tornadoes. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, in in yeah in um yeah. Kansas in in Mayfield, Kentucky. Yeah. Oh, Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, Kentucky. yeah. Yeah. Get um, confused with the case. Yeah, you know, yeah, that was yeah. Amazing. All right. Thanks, Michelle. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. And we're gonna go have drink up. And we're gonna have some cocktails now. Wish you could join us. Uh, next time next time All thanks right. so much I'll speak to you soon I'll talk to you soon thanks Thank you. All right. bye, bye. Michelle Sacker aka Miami Fujienta she knows all the huck about Florida Florida and food is just that's her that's her business basically made it her business she's really branded herself out so nicely it's amazing we have two in London as well two uh to influencers on Instagram for the kosher market. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You'll let me know who to follow. <laughs> okay. All right. Saul Taylor. Here a, we are. What an honor to be here. I, you know, I feel bad. You, 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 you've been sitting so patiently um, listening to the two other interviews. I always like to have them in person, the phone people first and then the in-person um, last. And that way we can I know how to manage the time. And it's more, you know. And I'm the furthest away. Right. Know? Right, but here you are. You find yourself in Long Island. Um, what brings you to New York? Uh, so, besides family, uh, besides family, of course, my brother uh, lives up the road here. Um, so, a year and a half ago, we launched our whiskey brand after several years of R and D. What's R and D? Research and development. Okay, uh, see, I know that, but the listeners need. Uh, to no know. problem. Um, and really, I've been to the United States a number of times. Um, first of all, to when we were doing the R and D to see what people, what kind of whiskey people would like, um, and since then to really push the product and push the brand. And thankfully, uh, our DS Tayman products are now selling, you know, exceeding all our all, all, everything expectations. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem, and um, we're grateful for the opportunity here to talk to your 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 followers and everybody that listens. And um, yeah, and that's why I'm here. Okay, we're very excited to have and you. And I stumbled on the show. across you in a shop, and we had a very nice time, and uh, and and you were tasting. Oh, in in well, yeah, stumbled, yeah, <laughs> I stumbled out of there. You mean? <laughs> yes, yeah, so, that's a good thing, right? Yes, yes, that means you liked it. Yeah, I did, and 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 saw you were on the show. Actually, you were it was both. Danny. It wasn't you. It was just Danny. Danny. We had Danny on the show on a monitor. Like over there, like in the seat next to you, ZK was awesome, and he sent up set up a monitor, 
and we're able to make some cocktails. He taught me how to make an old fashioned. He sent me one of the whiskies to try. Um, he tends to do our uh, publicity but stuff. But I said, um, you're here. Bit, bit, I do a bit less, but that's okay. You, that's good. You're here in person. I, I can still talk about it. You're, you're here in person. So, what made you want to make whiskey? What's a nice Ashkenazi London boy making whiskey? Well, um, so I used to be a trader. I used to trade in a bank and a hedge fund. Did that for quite a long time. Um, and when I stopped doing that, I wanted to do something a little bit more, a little bit different, but also trade something. So I tried trading a number of things, and I stumbled across alcohol. <laughs> yeah, again I stumbled, like um, <laughs> and uh, I got into business with my current partner Danny Saltman, and we built um, what is a reasonable alcohol trading business. What does alcohol trading mean? I'll give you this, and you give me that bottle. Uh, so we we our specific business, which is called Dalkeith Brokerage, um, the bo- the name is actually on the back of every bottle. Okay. Um, we're a well-established um, trader of specifically Scotch. So we will send tankers to uh, bottlers around the world who would require liquid for their products. So we send uh, you know tankers a lot to Asia. Um, we also tankers of whiskey. Tankers of whiskey uh, f- from Scotland. And the other thing we do is at the other end of the market, which is the very high-end stuff. So, you know, uh, for example, if the Marriott in Tokyo wanted to produce their own Macallan 30 or, you know, Dalmore 25 or something like that, we provide the liquid for, for that bottling. Um, so interesting. So, it's yeah. a whole different world, <laughs> right? Like I've had guests on my show that have vintners and bottlers and of wines and – all it, kinds it, of it's it, it, it's not so much spoken like it's not really a Jewish business, right? This uh, is fascinating. You don't come across many Jews in Scotch. Uh, you come across non-Jews and uh, the Scottish. Um, well, there are Jews in Scotland, but they don't tend to work in Scotch. Um, there are forty thousand people employed in Scotch in Scotland, uh, but you don't come across. I mean, there's Tom and Tal, uh, which is the Hillman family, but. Apart from that, broadly, there's not not many people, not many people in it. So yeah, it, it's always a good uh, conversation starter. It's the shopper's meal. Fantastic. So what do you do? I trade Scotch whiskey. Yeah. So what is the difference between Scotch and whiskey? So um, so whiskey is a type of uh, of, of alcoholic drink. Um, Scotch is a whiskey, but it has to be has to have three things. It has to be distilled. It has to be matured. And has to be bottled in Scotland in order to have the Scotch uh, name on the label. Okay. Um, so everything we do, it doesn't leave Scotland unless it's in a in a glass bottle. Oh, interesting. And what is whiskey? So uh, whiskey is a, a drink that could be well, it, it could be made of, of a number of grains. Um, single malt whiskey is made of malted uh, barley, uh, but it could also be uh, corn, various other grains. Um, it is. Uh, it has. It has three things: germination, fermentation, distillation. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> did you have to learn all this? I've had to learn. I mean, before four years ago, I didn't. I. I. I if you told me I'd be working whiskey when I was trading uh, equities, uh, I was at the Bank of New York Mellon and, uh, and another New York hedge fund. I would have thought you're, you're crazy, but life life takes you in a funny direction. I love it. It's fantastic. If you told you you're running a radio station when you were younger, a radio show. It's the yeah, same and thing. I was born to talk. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, it was it wasn't in the plans, but that's that's Hashem that, has a plan. Hashem has a plan, and um, for us specifically, um, we wanted. I mean, our other business, th- th- thankfully, is doing doing very nicely, um, but we wanted to bridge the gap between uh, the Jewish market and Scotch because there is a kashrus issue, which is spoken about um, quite a lot in which, in Scotch. Which might, which is what for the un which the is newbie uh, in. <laughs> Which Scotch is whiskey. certain whiskies, certain Scotch whiskies are matured in sherry barrels. Okay. Right? In, in X-ray. So the sherry is is drained out. The barrels are taken to Scotland and they're filled in in the distilleries. And then the flavours from the, the sherry. sherry comes out into the whiskey. And, and if the sherry is not kosher, then it's making the whiskey not kosher. It depends who you speak to. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're making it more complicated. So Fantastic. It's funny because in England, it's not really an issue. In, in, in England, people don't really talk about it much because the Rabonim there broadly hold, hold its kosher. Here in America, 
um, it's far more of a, a, a of a talking point. You'll go to a kiddish and you'll say, "Do you drink sherry? Do you not drink sherry?" Um, you know, the 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 OU has various restri- restrictions about not having it in restaurants, shawls, and um, and 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 in simchas, etc. So we wanted to eliminate that problem. So uh, our team, myself and, and our team, we we travel across the world, and we find good kosher. Um, used wine barrels. Um, we smell them, we check them, etc. They're then packed away. Smell them, fascinating. Uh, we, yeah. we then pack them up into into a, a container. We ship them to our warehouse facility in Scotland, where we fill them with good quality single malt Scotch. We allow the beautiful flavours from those kosher wines to come out into the Scotch, and. Um, they sit in the warehouse and they mature, and they, but they, we we continue the maturation in in, in the facility. Um, and every sort of six weeks to two months, we draw samples of them and we we check the pro the progress. So you go in, you sip the whiskey. Well, what what we actually do is we ask the warehouse keeper to to take a small sample from from each cask. They're then delivered to our office and. In London, and after we've eaten something, we sit down and. Uh... <laughs> after, I bet you that was like a learning curve. Like the first day it came, like you drank, and then you're like, "Oh my God, we're drunk!" So now we have to eat before we drink. Yeah, yeah. You make that mistake once, you don't make it again. Right, you see. <laughs> so you me know. and I did a bourbon crawl on an empty stomach. Um, not good. So, and there was no like kosher food anywhere. So we had like one bourbon, and the rest tasted the same. Yeah, it, 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 it's. We I, were I, like, I find my trips to Scotland a bit similar because when you go to a distillery for the first time, like, wow, this is really interesting. This is really great. Then you go to the next one, and it's the same. <laughs> and you go to the next one, it's a, it, you you uh, it, it can mirror itself in the production as well. Although Macallan is a, an incredible facility, if you ever get to, but and we are going to go at some point. Yes, I, we're I going. We're going. I tagged you guys on my Instagram <laughs> yes. post. I don't know if you saw that, but we're going to Scotland we're, this we're, year. We are. We are going. And and just to go back to the to the um to the quality control, uh, you know, we we everything we put out, put out we want to be of the highest quality, and. For the first time in our next release, we are not releasing one of the additions because we're not happy with 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 where it's at. I we're, love that. We're leaving it for another six months. I love that that you're. It means so much. You're not rushing it. It's done right, and you have a really great product. I know when we first met uh, through your brother, and I was happy to know your sister, um, and they said you got to try my brother's whiskey. I'm like, sure, I'll try it. I'm not such a whiskey drinker. We put it out at a kiddish, and people would not leave the um, whiskey table. <laughs> the, the the I mean, I didn't have any other whiskey, but the, the all the wines, people were just drinking that whiskey. People loved it. Well, you should know it's not just just them. Um, we have now won four major industry awards. That's fantastic. Uh, the the world we couldn't believe it when we got the email. <laughs> they told us we. What? <laughs> um, so we we we've won two silver medals and two bronze medals at the World Whiskey Awards, um, which. It's Hashem Gold next year. We are we are hoping we we have some we ha- we're doing something slightly different in our releases next year. So we're hoping okay. we're hoping. Uh, That's exciting. Uh, so. So let's start trying. So you're going to, we're going to sample some of the whiskeys. It will be my pleasure. And and then I'm going to make you a cocktail with your whiskey. Oh, I love it. I have taken a lot of bartending classes. So, um, yeah. So, I'm going to add bartender <laughs> to my resume. So I'm going to make you a whiskey sour. Okay, that's, that's perfect. That's perfect. So with our initial releases, um, we wanted to do something that we felt fits the, the more natural Jewish palette. Yeah, uh, we don't want to do something that was too too out there. Although the pe- the the peated version, uh, the coeler is, you know, is that the smoky one? Yeah, that's that. It's very smoky, everyone. <laughs> very smoky. I, I when I tried it, when I came, I stumbled across your wine tasting. Um, he told me to come down. Um, it was before Rosh Hashanah. I want to say, right? Was it Rosh Hashanah time? Sukkot. Yes, 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 Sukkos, yes, yes. Rosh Hashanah. We can go back to Instagram to check. And, uh, and you gave it to me. I'm like, it's like eating at Izzy's. Barbecue. <laughs> yeah, but this one is the one that won the two silver medals. Yeah, it's it is the uh, the yeah. We bought our rabbi one because we heard he likes um, smoky whiskies. Like this is good for the rabbi. So, mm. um, all right, let's let's try. What are we starting with? Um, so the one that the 
I think, uh, well, the the red and the green uh, 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 produce in much higher quantities than, than the blue because of the flavour. Um, we'll go with the first one which we produce, which is the Linkwood. Yep, Linkwood. Now, what, okay. what, what does Linkwood mean? So, look at the, hold the bottle up to the camera. There we go. If you're getting that, have a look. Beautiful <laughs> bottle. So, Linkwood is, is the, most people refer to it as the red, the, the, the green and the blue. Right? Okay. But we put, we, we want to educate people about as much as what's in it as possible. So it's from the Linkwood Distillery, okay. uh, which is a, a distillery owned by Diageo, a lesser known distillery. Um, uh, they produce a, what I would call a, like a floral whiskey. It's quite, it's quite light. It's an easy drinker. You could easily at a kiddish have several one after the other. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, so it was produced with that in and mind. And to you. <laughs> it was produced with that in mind. I'll pour you uh, a little tip, bit. Tip, tip, up. There we go. A little bit. Okay. There we go. You get a taster of it. I will have one with you. It's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> My dad's probably making kitty shop this morning as we speak. <laughs> uh, and you, you can smell it first. We do individual oh. tasting notes uh, on each release. So um, on the nose here, you should smell baked apples, battered crumpets. Battered crumpets. That's so British. Uh, candied orange peel with a backdrop of tasted oak. I, I, was, I was fruity. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Fruit. Okay, here we okay, go. Okay, here we go. Now, well, I said shahakol. Yeah, include? of course, of course. Okay, yeah. down the hatch. Okay. I'm not a big whiskey drinker. Oh, okay. It's strong for me, but I love the orange. My, my glands are like, you feel that acidy, fruity... Well, we, we on not acid like strong acid, like you know how fruit has acid. It's sweet. Yep. That well, that's the wine finish. So normal whiskey does not have that 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 extra finish mm. that we do. We we give it a much. Uh, we round the whiskey with that with that wine finish, and that's what you taste. I love the smell. <laughs> and you talk about the strength as well. We we've we bring our whiskies at a slightly higher alcohol level than normal, which is forty six percent, which does bring out those flavours more. Okay, well it's fantastic. All right. All right, let's try one more, and then I'm going to make you a drink. Fine. Okay, so we'll do we'll do the other uh, smooth one. You've had our Coila before, yeah. So we'll leave that. Um, so this one is Blairathol. Again, another distillery. Um, it is um, it is also a light whisky. We wanted our first two to be of a, of a, of a, of you know the kind of thing you can have uh, that most people would drink, but it has different flavours. It's completely different, um, and it has a it has very very green packaging, as you can see. I love that. My daughter loves green. My dad is going to go crazy over that blue one. He loves smoky whiskey. He's coming next week from Australia. Oh wow! Yeah, they're, they're letting the convicts out. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll leave you the green then, so you can uh, you can have some with him. Uh, is it, wait. The green is the smoky? No. The green, it's another type of smooth whiskey. It's a different type of malt that has just, it has different flavors to okay, it. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? We should, on the nose, you should have mandarin oranges with creamy strawberry bonbons and touches of salted caramel. You had me salted caramel and strawberry bonbons. Next time you bring the strawberry bonbons. Okay. Good. Do you I ever get it. sick of it? No. Okay, here we go. Completely different flavour on the tongue. Hits you in a different spot. It's incredible because I do feel the strawberry. Yeah. You feel it. It's like it's like a little peak. You it's should so also weird, have right? some. It does that. You can really taste that it hits the tongue in different places, and it has totally has. Maybe because I smelt it first, but it really had different I, – I taste strawberry. I, it's a note. It's a light note. It doesn't taste like you're having a strawberry daiquiri, but it has a note of strawberry. Yeah, so what we do is we have a, we have a tasting board, and we send samples to the people on our tasting board, and they write down their tasting notes, what they feel, mm. and then we do a mash-up with all the common themes, which is what we put on the bottle. I really like that. All right, you ready for my drink? I'm ready. Yes, use the green. Okay, I'm using the green. Okay, so we're going to make a whiskey sour. So I'm taking Ooh, in my... exciting. Yeah. It's so fun. <laughs> so we're going to take some... I squeeze fresh lemon. 
And here we have, I made my very own simple syrup. Got an ounce of simple syrup. Um, half, a, half a lemon. Um, and half a lime. This is half a lemon, half a lime, simple syrup. Simple syrup is uh, equal parts of sugar and water boiled together to make a sweet sauce. Okay, a sweet water. Now we're going to do an ounce of... Diastamen. Diastamen. Okay. Oh, you know what I, I need? Ice. I forgot the ice. It also would have been melted. <laughs> CK, uh, yeah, you want to put some ice in here, CK, you know how to, ah, oh, even me, you know how to do that, right, from the machine. I spoiled the surprise, but I do have you have some DS Tamer whiskey stones for you as a, as a gift. Oh, uh, thank you. But they're not cold, so. Uh... They're not cold, okay, <laughs> go on a shelf and for now, so ZK will get, now we're going to top it up with some Sprite. Okay, here we go, and this is a fun cocktail, guys, again. Half a lemon, half a lime, fresh. Oh, thank you, CK. Freshly squeezed. Um, one ounce of simple syrup, which is when you just boil some equal parts of water and sugar. Cool it, though. Um, oh, one ounce. We need two ounces of whiskey. Sorry. It's because I oh, had yeah. the alcohol. Where's the little measuring cup? Oh, here we go. It's two ounces. Sorry. You, need, you always need extra Absolutely. whiskey. The more, the better. Okay. Actually, I already has one in there. I just put two, and I'm going to put in some cups. Okay, swirl it. Okay, I'm going to pour some off for me, and you can have a big cup. Oh, uh, he's having a little cup. It's okay, uh, oh, you can have oh. also. We're making little <laughs> cups of whiskey sour. Okay, flick the ice. Okay. <laughs> Aren't they so cute with the little... Love it, love it. I got them in Machanei Hood on my little whiskey glasses. Okay, I'll take some home with me. L'chaim, 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 l'chaim. To D.S. Tamen. Okay. It's yummy. I love that. Right? It's the fresh lemon and love the sugar. It. Right? It's a fun whiskey sour drinks. You can buy whiskey sour mixes, but you don't need to. You can just make it some up yourself. We should put this on our Instagram. Or the uh, This is fantastic. Yep, it's delicious. I really mm. like it. And because, you know, sometimes you need whiskey for the guys, but sometimes you need whiskey for the ladies. The ladies usually like a little cocktail. Well, I have to say, um, we're finding a lot of women uh, are, are buying our whiskey. Really? Uh, and yeah, it's becoming more popular. Because it, it's pretty also. Yeah, that's a very Could be. No, Maybe it's, it's the colours. You're right. No, it's stylish. I, I know that when, you know, as a woman, like you look for something pretty on the shelves, like yeah, well, it juts out at you. There's been a whole push in the last sort of three years um, because whiskey has been historically advertised for men. Right, so women who whiskey. So there's a whole – you've probably seen it on – No, uh, I just made that up. So – so the whiskey industry f uh, previously thought they had to create a different whiskey product for women. Uh, there's been Jane Walker by Diageo and a few other things. Ah. But those haven't been successful because women that want to drink whiskey just want to drink whiskey. They don't want a product made, made for women. Um, so, um, you know, th uh, there's been a lot of things about over-sexualizing, uh, adver advertising and stuff like that. Um, so we make sure on, on our on our advertising that we do. You can never get it exactly right, but we try and do an equal split for uh, showing women drinking and me uh, men drinking, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, That's fantastic. I think it's great. And we can see it in the in in, in the, the sales in, in the sales, but also on, on the on the data you get on Instagram. You can see who who views our stuff, um, and it, it's heavily looked at by women. I, I do think that you know it is still a drink that is largely drunk by men. But definitely, I'm seeing an increasing trend of uh, of women uh, drinking whiskey. I, I'm happy to say that I've become a big fan <laughs> since I first tried it a year ago when we met. And I think it's a great product. I've been so happy to have you on the show. I'm thrilled that you could be here in person. You have many successful trips everywhere. Um, and you travel the whole world talking about – we are talking about that before, like where, that you travel a lot. Is that so for them what, to sell whiskey? Yeah, so what's incredible is – first of all, I travel from the, the, the trading business. But also what we found interesting is that people just want something different in uh, whiskey and a wine finish. Um, so we, we had a guy contact us, came over Instagram from Taiwan. We sent him a bottle. 
Um, he took a whole container of our stuff. Uh, so Dreams, goals. We have half a container currently going to China. We are in Panama. We're in Belgium. We're in France. Um, of course, we're in Israel. So what really started as, as a product for for um, really the Jewish community, uh, when you produce a good product... It's the same with yeah. the restaurant. It, it's a good product that happens to be kosher. Absolutely. It's exactly the same thing. I'm trying, Hopefully, we'll get my whiskey in there. Um, we're in Doma, which is very exciting. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> okay. We'll have to go there yeah. and ch- check that out. We like to say we're a whiskey that happens to be kosher rather than a kosher whiskey. I love that. Thank you so much for joining us. It goes like that, the interview, right? Amazing. The, the, Amazing. The hour, hour is up. I want to thank everyone for joining us. Michelle Sacker from Miami, Florida. And we had Rory Weisberg from Monty talking about her new cookbook. I'm very excited to see that and hold her baby in all of our arms when we cook from her book. And thank you so much, Saul Taylor, all the way from London, joining us here today Pleasure. in Long Island. We've got music sponsored by Kedem right up until Lichbenjing, hosted by the wonderful, talented Mark Zomik. Shabbat shalom, everyone. L'chaim. We're going out with a L'chaim. L'chaim, L'chaim. L'chaim.